we're going to give this one another go. We if this are, doesn't work out, we're ending the pod. We're not doing this anymore. We're done. Yeah, this is it. We, as soon as we experience a little bit of technical difficulties, we just just quit, right? That's what that's that's how you do just it. Just give up, right? If you suck, <laughs> just, you, give you up. just give up. You just stop. Yeah, you just Someone give up. Your guard, give up. This, yeah, just, just leave. Just take your belt off and just leave. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, tinfoil mat. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is our third take on this. Um, I don't know how much longer we'll be doing these remote recordings because this is clearly a strong need for us just to bring back the old school um, mixer, record right into the the MacBook Live where we can actually interact with each other as opposed to live life as if uh, it's COVID-19 all over again. Um, I've had my fill on Zoom meetings. Never thought I'd be back here again, but yet here we are. Here we are. So what are we talking about today, Shane? Dude. We are talking about the drip. We're talking about our geek collections. We're talking about our preferred, um, our preferred clothing attire of choice. And there's a lot of different directions that uh, we can go in here, right? Like we've talked about on our previous attempt to record this pod, um, you know, the our favorite gee brands and like what they mean to the culture and uh, why that's even dumb for me to say that. Uh, as as a te- as a hype beast geek guy, but well, let's start off with the yeah, let's start off with the basic um, the basic stuff here, right? We'll talk about what's your favorite ghee brand. We'll start with ghee, then we'll go to no ghee, and then we'll talk about some other brands that are in the that are in the industry. So, what's your go to ghee of choice? Well, I mean, right now I am I'm fully AP. I think I have all my ghees are AP. That wasn't because I'm, I particularly like them. I mean, they do sell an A3L, which is my size. So I kind of have to go there. I have to have an A3L. Um, so I just kind of ended up having all full AP. Um, I know you're kind of a gee guy, though. Like, you're a, you're a connoisseur. Um, I am. So yeah, you, I've had a connoisseur. Gee brands. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I've, I've been in the game in a hot minute. I've gone through the whole gamut of wanting multiple different types of gis and, and, and following the, the bright, shiny light of a new gi company. But we found out that you were an A3L um, just via me giving you all my older gis that I didn't want to wear anymore. And you're like, this, this shit don't fit right because I'm an A3. Right, because like, especially with you competing uh, as much as you do, you have to make, make sure you have a comp legal gi. We found that like A3L for Albino Preto had the had the best fit for you overall, um, which is awesome. I mean, like once you find a good gi brand that you're a big fan of, you can kind of really dive in, and that that takes away the the will this fit, will this not fit, and I think that's a very frustrating um, aspect of of buying gis in jiu-jitsu, Right, you have the the high price point up front you have the shipping like okay if this doesn't fit i have to return one i'm not going to buy two and then return one um to see which one fits and sometimes some gi companies in the past they didn't have the best return policy when it comes to their geese or if you get like a, a limited edition drop uh of like a show your roll or an obino preto um they sometimes don't even allow gi returns so that really takes away the um the 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 wondering like Yo, will this fit or not? So once you find like the perfect fit, nine out of ten you want up sticking with that gi. And what I found over the years, uh, as a dude who started with a hand-me-down Fuji that was A6. Let's not let's shout that out. I, was, I originally had an A6. They make A6s. Turns out they do, my guy. Turns oh, out they do. <laughs> yeah, I was a husky boy when I started jiu-jitsu. Um, so I started with a Fuji and then I was like, all right, cool. It's time for me to buy my own different type of gi. Uh, my old instructor had a sponsorship at Kiko Raka and uh, they sponsored a lot of different athletes back in the day, like Marcelo, Keenan. Um, I think both uh, the Steamer brothers were sponsored by them. They were kind of like the premier brand for a hot minute. And what was asked about their gis is that it was straight up like the most like toughest, it wasn't even like judo tough. It was like tougher than that. And the weave was super weird. And I, like, after I got it, I was like, why am I even wearing this dude? So then begins my journey of like, all right, let me find the, a good gi brand. And of course, like back in the day, like the hottest gi brand uh, out there was show your roll, right? You had to get these limited edition drops. They had some of the, the, the most 
minimalist designed geese that were really stylish. It's like, I always equate them to like the Jordan brand or Nike of, uh, of jujitsu because they had just had such a sleek design to them. And, and me being such a hype beast that I am, um, and such a sucker for, for fancy, bright, cool objects. I was like, bet I'm going to get one. So I started buying shoulder roll. Um, and it was fine. But like the thing I noticed is like, there was nothing different about their gi than how it was designed other than the fact that it had the cool shoulder roll logo on it. So I tested some other gi companies out. I found that like, Tatami as a company, like they had pretty solid stuff. Um, didn't do anything too crazy with their their branding, but their geese just didn't fit nicely on me. Like their A3, like I thought there wasn't enough jacket to wrap around. As we all know, I'm shaped like a giant pear. Yeah, there wasn't uh, enough there wasn't enough jacket. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, the problem. There was just not enough jacket. <laughs> and that that makes me feel better hearing that from you as opposed to fat shaming myself. That, I'm making fun like, of you, bro. Oh, how dare you? When there's not enough material, that that's not the material's fault. That means you gotta oh, sign bro, up. It's the material's fault. <laughs> I I wear A3 everywhere else. And so the one time I don't I, I get an A3 and it doesn't fit properly, your boy is a little self-conscious. Um <laughs> but yeah, like so that 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 brand didn't work for me too well, and I refuse to buy an A4 to uh, you know, a, a, realize that I am fat. Um, cause as we all know, I'm shaped like a pear. I'm a pear with sticks. It's very unfortunate, but that's just the, the hand God has dealt me. Um, plus big Macs and, and shakes as well. Did me dirty there. But I, <laughs> I went on to getting, uh, I tried a couple scram scrambled geese out. They had, they were doing some cool stuff, but then ultimately I wound up settling on just getting show your old and A and P because they, obviously produce the coolest looking geese in my opinion. Uh, and I'm a bit of a cool guy. I like to, I like to show off and show out when I wear geese stuff. But what the one thing I do like about them is that they do a little bit more when it comes to like how the geese put together. And one of the biggest pain points that I feel like I've ever had was the fact that like the worst thing in the world is five minutes before you realize you got to put your pants on to die, tie your drawstring and go into training you find out that, oh shit, my drawstring completely is out of my pants in the laundry. And then you have to like finesse it through back through the ghee loop. And uh, if you don't have like a hanger wire or very delicate hands, that's damn near impossible to do. So they actually did a lot of different things with their ghee looping system to make it work nicely. And ever since they did that, I'm a fan. I'm sold. I do like that little feature. I, I, I really like that. I think though that if it ever does get out of an AP, it'll be impossible to put it back in. So fun story. Um, the last time I went to go train with you guys over at Movement Arts, um, I was trying to change in my car because like they have like such a, a small changing area that I was like, there's no way. Like I, I just rather just save time, right? I'm going to put my gi on there. <laughs> I realized as I was putting it on, the strap was out. So I'm in the car, uh, in my compression shorts, in the parking lot, very, very sus. Uh, and I'm trying to like inch it through, inch it through little by little, push it a little bit forward through the loop, then find the little knot in the middle, pull it through a little bit. It took me about mm, 10 minutes to do that. <laughs> missed most, missed a good portion of the warm up of the class. And uh, I was like ready to punch the wall by the time I got in there. But to your point, if it does fall out, it's, uh, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Yeah. I definitely feel that, uh, you know, for the most part though, like that is a cool feature, even though it sucks for you that one time, I, I think that a lot of this stuff, like we're being plagued by this like branding, like thing, like, like they really are all made in the same Pakistani sweatshops with the yep. exception of origin, uh, origin geese. And like, there really is no difference. Like I, like very rarely do I get a ghee and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking like, wow, this is very high quality. Even with the AP, like they're just fine. You know, like, yep, this is like pretty much. It's par. a ghee. Yeah. And then, or like, um, like, especially like with scramble and stuff, 
I think, uh, no, not Scramble, like 93, which I think is a really good starter gi. Yeah. You know, you, you see the loose threads and everything, and it's like it doesn't really feel like you're getting something particularly premium. And so I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think the whole the whole hypey side, the whole branding thing is really annoying in terms of oh. gi wear. So, so I, I'm glad we brought this up. This is something that we try to touch on during our failed episode recording. And, uh, yeah, like it's not lost on me that I am totally stuck on how cool can we make this gate, right? Why can't I just wear a regular ass gate that only costs me maybe 150 bucks tops? And why do I want to get the ones with the cactus on it? Or why do I want to get the Mikey collab? Why do I want to get you know, the, the juggalo Guy Fieri gi that they just released that <laughs> I really had to stop and not, and not buy. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think I've always kind of been the dude that liked to stand out with fashion. And as I'm saying, as these words are coming out of my mouth, I'm like regretting saying this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I realize how stupid it is. Um, but like, you know, I, I'm the guy with like the shoe collection of like, Jordan and Nike collabs and like Yeezys and all this fancy clothing shit that I like, I like uh, wearing all the time. And I'm like, Oh, if I'm going to train jujitsu every day, I want to wear something that's kind of cool. And uh, to be honest, it's like that I'm definitely awakening to the fact that I shouldn't be chasing or trying to get the coolest gi collab because that's $250 that I could spend on literally anything else in my life. Uh, so, so yeah, I wonder, I wonder what it is that draws the people to that specific brand to, to show your role or to Albino Preto that, that maybe like we should as a whole is like, yo, it's just, it's just a gi, right? Like, what do you think that is? Yeah. I mean, I think Supreme sort of hacked our brains in a way when, when they started doing that. Um, if there was a Supreme show your old gi, I'd, I'd buy it. I'm, I'm surprised there is there isn't like I'm, that's, that's, there, there isn't. I, I, I just yet. think like the whole drop structure is you're creating uh, it's like synthetic um, you know it's like oh there's they're limited right they're like limited it's everything Bitcoin. is limited edition limited edition and that gets people like almost scared to not spend their money and then when you combine that with this whole like modern fashion like streetwear mm-hmm. is really geared towards um like nostalgia mm. and it's sort of like hacking your brain in a way because now it's like you're scared that it's limited edition so if you kind of like it like you don't even have to actually like it you just like want to mm-hmm. get it because there's only a limited number of them and then also it, uh it's at the intersection of of this whole nostalgia thing which is like plaguing millennials and gen z like like our brains are like totally mushy when it like if there's a like you could just make up something from the 90s and put it on a gi or on a nogi gear and or a pair of shoes and it would it'll go like like oh they're doing a rugrats collab and you have like (laughs) like uh who is that one with the red hair like what was it not chucky uh chucky no yeah yeah chucky it's like his like pants and you would just make like no gi shorts that are like the same like color and pattern of his pants. And then those are going to go like, they're going to go even if they're the ugliest things ever. Right. It's almost better if they are ugly. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. The uglier, the better. Like you're talking to a dude with a full like leopard, no gi set. Um, I have leopard Crocs, obviously. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, not all not lost on me on the fact that like we're kind of just so focused on the branding and the the nostalgia aspect of that branding where you see things like Champion coming back and you see like um, all these retro releases of like Jordan shoes or even just like in general fashion and, and streetwear as a whole is is moving towards that not that classic 90s look like people are out here dressing like ross from friends and like yo this is a fit dude and you're like uh is it like <laughs> i don't know i don't know about that man i think um, the, i think the reason they do it is because it's easy like you don't have to put much thought into it do you know like 
Um, mm. Like with streetwear, especially, you just like put a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese or uh, a Rugrats characters on a shirt. I don't know. I keep saying Rugrats, SpongeBob or something, on, or on a pair of shoes, and people go crazy for it. So you don't actually have to have a unique design. You can just manufacture this like, uh, or take advantage of people's like nostalgia complex, and and you're good to go. Like if you look at like Hugo Boss from like the 50s or or uh, even earlier, like the 30s, like. That is like you mean some... when they were when they were developing Nazi shit like that, that <laughs> oh, dude, the Nazi drip when they were when they were doing the Nazi drip <laughs> uh, like that's like that's tight no but in all seriousness if you look at if stuff like that from fashion houses from way back it's like wow like they're worried about cut and all this in a way that differs from modern even high fashion now where they say they worry about the cut but it's not really like. None of the shit looks good. It's just ugly. No, like you look at a high level fashion show, it's shit no one will wear. Like that's the one thing when it comes to like fashion in general, where you look at the runway shows or what people show up to galas in and it's just like, yo, this is like some rich people shit that ain't got nothing better to do with their money to be like, oh my God, look at this visionary. And it's just like, yo, y'all wearing like literal trash. Like you put trash and like a weird thing on your head. Like if you ever went out to the streets of New York, you're definitely going to get the, don't ever disrespect me looking like a garbage can walk at the, you know, you're going to get that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I think, and I think like for me, like I like, I've always liked things that like visually look cool. Um, And there's definitely some times where like both those brands that I, that I enjoy as a gi, put out some shit. I'm like, that does not, that's not like literally Albino and Preto had a, a SpongeBob collab. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure, but Are you serious? You have more, oh, for sure. They, I think you like, look up the Albino Preto SpongeBob collab. It, it exists. Um, I think Moya brand, uh, had the, like the, has like the hello kitty gee and, and Jill's like, yo, get me that hello kitty gee. Cause that shit reminds me of when I was a child and I liked hello kitty cause it's cute as hell, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not totally immune to it either. Like, I can see some sometimes the stuff looks really good, and and when and when it does look good, and it is limited edition, I also know myself that if I were to spend the two fifty or three hundred bucks on it, I would never, ever, ever want to wear it. Oh yeah, it's I've like lost a collector's many a good... item, not like something that you actually use. And now I'm stuck. Now I'm in the hole for another hundred fifty on top of that because I actually need a gi, which is why I'm buying the AP the gi. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collab in the first place. <laughs> you, yo, you you really nailed, hit the nail on the head there because like, because now like I originally had the thought process of like I need multiple geese so I don't run them into the ground. Um, that's a big thing that a lot of people experience. Like when you first start jujitsu, you get your one gi and you think like, yo, I'm gonna wash this every day and dry it every day. Uh, and the next thing you know, it starts smelling disgusting or it starts ripping very, very frequently because you're using it all the time, right? That's why you want multiple geese so that way you're not running through it um, and you're not the smelly guy at the gym. And that, that that was my original justification of buying stuff. And then I added on the caveat of like, yo, this has got to look cool too. I got I to gotta be flossing on these dudes out here when I'm really bad at jujitsu. Um, yeah, I think that the 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 need for the, for the additional gi, because like I have like, the a Bedouin, some I forget the name of the uh, the Japanese like clothing company that that partnered with a uh, show your role. I mean, both Jill and I have this, have this key, like Bedouin or something like that, uh, and they wound up. Um, that, like that gi is like on its way out. Cause it's, it's like the, the knee's starting to rip and I'm like, damn, I spent all this money on this thing. That's, that, that's for sure going to fall apart. Or like even my, like some of my nicer show your old geese, um, they're, they're start, like the Mikey one is starting to like fall apart or like one of my cooler, like, uh, Ensign Inoue inspired gi um, that has like all the branding on it. Like that one's starting to, to, to fade. And I'm like, damn, th- this, this was like a super cool gi, but now it's like starting to fall apart. And like, why did I spend all that money? So uh, like a huge, a huge amount of buyer's remorse on that, on that front. Yeah. I think like the a, branding like part, a car. like a car isn't an asset. Yeah. Like a car, like a daily driver car, not like a collect collectible rare car that you never drive, but like a daily driver is not an asset. I think it, I think it's also like financial literacy that it's preying on because people, even if they really know that it's not an asset, they kind of think it's an asset where it's like, oh, I'm buying this rare item that's, you know, in the back of their mind, subconsciously, they're like, it's worth something, but it 
when you get that Bedouin collab and you're using it as a gi, it can only deteriorate in value, right? It mm-hmm. can't increase in value if you're using it like at all, basically. Yeah. And um, it's just like, oh, God, like, I can't imagine like having to throw out like a cool collab, like a rare one, like a Ruk, like the Ruka Shoyu roll. Yeah. Gi, like if you ever go on Gi Hoarder, you can see some of these, um, some of these like older, like the, I'm looking at it right now. It's like a, it's, it's a Shoyu roll, Ruka and Bedouin collab. And it, it's like a three, it's an A0 it's like three hundred fifty dollars <laughs> right now. Oh my god! But even that, it's like I'm sure when you, it was bought at retail, it wasn't worth like they didn't pay too much. Like it didn't increase that much in value. Like it, it was it, it was probably like a two hundred fifty dollar gi minimum, two seventy five. So that's not even a what is that? A, that's not even fifty percent increase in value. So if you're doing Yo, this, yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. I'm on there right now, like the 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 uh, Buchecha Ruka Shoyuol Gi collabs, like 450. The undefeated, the original batch of like undefeated and Shoyuol, it's like 1500 for that gi. Holy shit! Yo, well, that's a good one. The great, so yeah, the great guys. You're trying to buy and sell some of these. Well, that's how much they're selling for. Who knows how much they're actually people are buying them for? You know, for sure, for sure. And like this goes into like like I have a very very hard and fast rule that I will never buy sneakers resale. Like if I don't get it on the drop, I'll never buy resale. Not even, Damn, I'm even like cheap at... ones. No, no. I mean, Oh, if I can get it for under retail, say right. less. that's because I just like the shoe and it wasn't like a hyped shoe. Um, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll get that. But like, I'm even looking at the, the watchman 50, 50, like Ryan Hall's Academy, like his, his two geese that they have just for the Academy that are, they have a Warshark one and a, a Dr. Manhattan one. I'm like, Oh, these are cool. Cause it reminds me of watching and, and reading the Watchmen. That's crazy. Do you, how much money do you think you website. spent? This is dangerous. <laughs> thousands, thousands of thousands. Like oh, so even in jujitsu for 10 years, it's been about 10 years, right? Yeah. How much money? Bro, like if you had to put a dollar I, amount, like an, or like a like a an F, like a rough estimate dollar amount. I think five grand. I think it, five grand is a very safe estimate in the whole twelve years. Damn, five grand. Bro, I, Jill, Jill, Jill can't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of how much. So I've been in jujitsu for like five five ish years. How much money that I've spent personally on myself for this stuff? Less than yeah, good man. Because I've been taking your hand me downs. Yeah, I do get some of his gifts every now and again. Oh, nothing's yeah. better than a gi gift that you didn't have to buy. That is that is the best, especially if it fits and it's not ugly. <laughs> it's a primo. That, that's a primo gift to get somebody in your life that does jujitsu is a gi. Oh man, that nothing says I love you more than getting me a gi, and I think. That, that, that idea of branding is not lost on anybody because there's people who are like probably seeing Shoyerol, Abino Preto, or even some of like the mid-tier like companies that do cooler shit like Scramble, Control, Moya, um, that see this stuff and they're like, oh, that I'll never do that. But then they go and buy like the $200 American made origin gi because like they're an origin gi guy, you know, like, you know, America first. I only drink black, white, full coffee. Jocko is is the best jujitsu guy of all time. Like they're like, oh, I gotta get, I gotta get Origin. And then next thing you know, like Origin has like gi pants that have like a belt clip on them, or like the most ridiculous, like <laughs> hard to grab gi because like the, the the weave is weird or something like that. And it's like stuff that like would never be competition legal. So it's like, oh shit! Like people get wrapped up in in the branding overall. But I think. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think like that, like the pendulum swings both ways? Well, like the thing about origin that I have to give them credit for is, so they do do shit like that, where you have like the belt buckle, like for some reason they like, it's just like, it's like a cop brand, you know, like where it's just, everything needs to be tactical. And, um, so I don't, I won't say I, lo- I like everything they do, but everything that I've interact and I do, yeah, there's some weird weaves where you can't like grab it like you i don't know why yeah. it's like hard to, to grab and um but i mean i will say 
that I like the fact that it is American made. That is cool. And that's something that I would yep. spend more money on. Um, and then I do like the fact that every time I've touched a gi, like if I was a, saw someone wearing a gi or no gi gear and I was checking out their stuff, it did seem like a higher quality in a way where, to be honest with you, even though I have AP gis, I don't know if that's really any better than a scramble gi or a Fuji gi. I, I, I like, I don't think it is like, I, I, you know, it doesn't, I mean, I just had to return one of the AP gis that I bought because they're like an, it's an A3L and they, they sent me A2 pants basically, even though they're listed yeah. as A3, A3L. And that so, quality control has been something that like, we know a, a good amount of people that have, have experienced that with the, the, the Pakistani gi company, like the gi makers. I, I don't know what you call them in the supply chain, but like factory, had owners, people, basically. factory. Yeah. Like where, where we're all sourcing these geese from, they all do essentially come from like three main gi manufacturers in Pakistan. And the, the quality sometimes is, is a miss, you know, where it's as opposed to like, I've heard nothing but great things about origins quality and you do got to pay a little bit more. Like I'm on their website right now. Like, yo, their shit is pretty expensive. It's, it's, they're by it's far the most expensive, I think just, yeah. For, for just like their basic stuff. Yeah. But the, you know, the, the, it goes again, it goes, you know, supporting America. And I think like the one thing I do like, is I even looked at like when I needed regular ass clothes, like, Oh, I might buy a pair of origin jeans. Cause it's like jujitsu adjacent and it supports a jujitsu company. And I've thought about, you know, buying like a lot of jujitsu based clothing because like it supports the it supports the like jujitsu which is awesome and but then on the other side of it like am i basically like a guy wearing a tap out shirt yeah i let <laughs> everyone know i train because i have this jujitsu hoodie on yeah well i want to put a pin on that point because i want to come back to that after we talk about nogi stuff um but i think the next topic i i i'd like to touch on is like shouting out people who have like really solid academy geese. So this is like a big topic in like, if you go onto Reddit, BJJ, I'm sorry um, if you're on there, but you'll notice that like, there's some academies that do force you to straight up wear their gee and their gee only. There's other academies that have their gee available for purchase. And it's usually a collaboration with some of the other bigger brands that are out there. Um, and then you have some academies that offer it as an option, right? So like over at Princeton, we had a really cool collaboration with our friends, Nelson and Hillary over at Invertigear, which is another brand that I was a really big fan of because they have an adorable, cute panda on their, on their gi. And I was like, oh, I'm a sucker for something that looks cool. But they also, I think, produced like some, like some of the best and affordable academy gis that we had. And like I had uh, three of their gis and they lasted a really long time. Um, and I almost wish that we did another re-up with them for for uh, our branded geese for the school because it came with a really cool patch. It came with our school colors. Um, you know, it said Princeton, it said Invertigear, and it wasn't forced on anyone to buy. You know, I, and we also have had collaborations with Albino Preto with our academy geese. Very, you know, very straightforward. That's like my go-to competition geese because I don't have to like get patches sewed on. Um, but there's a lot of cool companies that do collab with the academy to get the academy gi. What are your thoughts on the academy gi and the idea of, you know, having to buy one, being forced to buy one, or wanting to buy one? Yeah, I think that Art and Emily, I don't remember, they both have the same mentality on this, but one of them said it to me, and they just said, you don't need to force people to wear your shit if they believe in and want to be a part of what you're doing. So it's like fo focusing on the culture first and focusing on creating a good product and people will inherently buy your stuff. You don't have to force them to do it. So I think that's totally corny when you have places forcing you to wear it, um, your gear. I just, I just think that that's like not in the spirit of jujitsu. It's not in the spirit of judo. Um, and judo it's, if, if you do get forced to do something, that's, you have to wear a white gi which I think is fine. Like they don't care about the brand. It's just, it needs to be white. Um, and not every yeah. place is like that. There are just some places that are. So I, I'm, I'm totally down with that. I, the other side of that too, is like creating a great product is not just your jujitsu. It's also like your branding, like make, I, I would like to see a lot of, especially smaller schools have more pride in 
and and their their logo and maybe who they decide to create their like make their geese with because i think that is good if if you have maybe they love they love your school but if the ghee is a piece of junk, like why would you make people buy that? Get a get a, a better company and and a cooler logo and and think about what you're trying to sell. Definitely, I think I, there was a, a gym I was a part of that had a partnership with Gameness, who was a a, a pretty big ghee, you know, like an introductory level ghee brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I believe they're still around. Where they they literally just gave you their gi and they just put your patch on the back. Like it was, but it was like, there was nothing that really represented the school about it. And it didn't like, it didn't fit. It didn't have like the, like, well, it wasn't a well-constructed gi because of that, those rip stop pants that rip immediately. Anytime someone makes a really strong gi grab or, you know, that you wear them more than like twice a week, um, or it just kind of fell apart. And I was like, dude, like, I, I mean, I love our school, but I don't want to, wear this gi because it sucks you know like that that was a a a big contention point there so i think yeah there's a lot to be said about you know building the culture first have people be proud of that and also spending the time to invest into a a gi that if you're gonna make people wear or want them to wear or want them to opt into wearing um it should be something that should be nice to wear enjoyable and not like 200 something dollars so yeah i think that part of the academy side is really solid but i think overall yeah, like you've definitely opened up my eyes to the fact that like maybe I should chill on buying all the cool, fancy, shiny geese. Because after I said the the big number of how much I spend over the year, or just over the years of training jujitsu on how much I spend on that shit, I'm like, oh, I messed up. I definitely messed up. Yeah, but look at it this way: <laughs> like anytime you want to buy a gi, purely because it's uh it it's cool or whatever and it, it's a, an expensive one just write down how much you would have spent including shipping and then over the years like oh i would definitely would have bought this i definitely would have bought this you could add that up and then subtract like you just will need geese like you're just going to run through yeah. geese eventually so subtract the, the the number that you actually spent on geese and then you can just spend the rest on something cool maybe something that would like benefit your jujitsu yeah, private lessons way more important than geese. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I always like the aesthetic too of like having like a just junky ass ugly geese. Maybe they, they didn't fit well, and just like going to a place and like having people assume that I'm not good, and then just taking a shit on them or something. You know, I, I kind of oh like that God, idea. Yeah. You don't want to show up in like the most expensive brand new. <laughs> show your role with like a custom belt and the next thing you know like you're just the most ass at jiu-jitsu it's like oh nothing nothing would be more embarrassing that would yeah that that would embarrass me and that's the other side <laughs> of that coin <laughs> that's a good point well i think like in, in gi stuff overall like i'm always looking for a good fit quality branding um or, or just a quality brand that that has you know, it's going to last me a, a little bit. And I'm always looking at like specifically the pants, like, cause I think like when the Pakistani gi manufacturing companies fit, figured out they're going to make ripstop pants cause they're lighter and they're like, it, it's easier for like people to weigh in for competition. The one thing I noticed with those pants specifically is they will always rip. They'll rip at the knee without fail. They'll start shredding at the knee without fail. So I'm always a big fan of cotton, cotton specifically. Um, and ensuring that like it's going to last me a while. So if I'm going to spend like anywhere from like one fifty to two hundred dollars on a gi, it's got to it's got to hold its weight. So that's my thoughts there on the used gi, to man. be I this think... company called Howard Combat Kimonos. Oh my god! Oh, the OGs know the OGs yeah, know what, yeah. what that this is. Back and so when I first heard about the Howard Combat Kimonos, I like really wanted one because. Apparently they were like the toughest gi ever. They were like a triple weave gi or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were just like very, very tough. And so I was searching everywhere. I was searching far and wide for an H HCK gi. And um, in doing so, I found the guy, the guy who owns it is this guy, Howard. I think it's Howard Liu, Liu like L-I-U, I think. Yeah. And, um, like I found him on, on like Sure Dog or like Reddit, and he was 
talking wild reckless about about ripstop pants and that was like the reason why he stopped making geese or something like that hell yeah <laughs> because it always like, comes like, back he couldn't man. keep yeah. up he couldn't like compete with companies that would sell garbage basically Whereas yeah that that's would last absolutely forever for sure again and like everyone was like yo you got to get a howard you got to get a howard when, when i first started like that was the the go-to high really? i think the yeah, that's like that was the like when I was like, oh, what gee should I get? If my if my instructor didn't like, be like, hey, I have a hookup at Kiko, I probably would have gotten one of those. And I think like the Kiko Rockies are very similar to what Howard was, but just not as much of the they didn't have the, the reinforced weaving and shit like that. So, dude, that's a oh, man that brought me back. <laughs> There's one. Well, I think because uh, he does he does judo sizing. He doesn't do like the A two A three. A4. Yeah, yeah. So there's a size two HCK on eBay right now for a hundred dollars. <laughs> Damn, I don't know. I don't know. Would you be able to get? <laughs> yeah, the judo geese, man. I got the I got the like the the intro level Fuji one. I hate the way it fits. I feel like it's the longest pants I've ever had in a <laughs> in a geese in a gi ever. And I'm like, I know. I, I believe me, bro. I I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> So I think the, the the gi world is there, and I think the no gi world is like a whole different look. And now the thing, my, the thing with no gi is I'm way more liberal with who I buy from and and what no gi stuff is available. Um, but the, the the couple things that I don't like, I'll start with what I don't like is I I don't like that we still wear board shorts for no gi because. A lot of the brands, especially when they first like start out, it's all no, it's all board shorts, and they are essentially not really made to be grappling. I feel like they fall off a lot. I feel like they sag a lot. Um, I feel like the drawstring is not the best to tie. I feel like the Velcro aspect of them, like being uh, like a reinforcement of how you put them on, like that thing is. I've never unvelcroed and then revelcroed my nogi shorts like i feel like that it, it, it's just like a non-necessary function and then if the, the velcro comes out you could just easily just shred your face on that or shred your arms or hands on that because it's like so unnecessary uh i hate that in a in a uh, a nogi short and when it comes to nogi rash guards i think like we've gotten a lot better in the rash guard game um there's actually my friend's company rolling society they they add a like it's 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 an elastic band at the bottom that also is reinforced with like this rubber strip on the inside to keep the rash guard down and i'm a big fan of that that's like such like that's like one of the like little nuanced things that really make the uh the nogi wear much more desirable because they're actually thinking like how does this work for a grappler so what are your favorite like nogi uh no nogi brands or what are you rocking lately i don't i don't really um i just recently started getting short sleeve rash guards <laughs> i've never had them for some reason my rash guards are always long sleeve and i really like the short sleeve rash guards but that's not like some kind of huge uh that that's nothing that's nothing to, well, to write i will i will yeah. say that i prefer short sleeve for no gi and long sleeve for gi yeah i can see that just to to keep your i actually prefer i don't like to wear a rash guard under my gi but be um, nice. yeah I, I i i got a new pair of, for the movement art shorts and uh they're cruise combat those those are some sick shorts i love those shorts but Dude, i, when I, you have I, those I, on, I was really, like i don't care i usually wear the princeton bjj shorts yeah and I, they, they actually serve me well i don't care about the velcro i do care about how it catches things in the washer and dryer like okay I've exactly snags on my rash guards just because of the uh velcro on the pants um but yeah i, I really do not have a preference rolling society has some cool stuff though i'm looking at their website right now i might have to i might have to cop bro oh i think you should man i think you should they have some really high quality stuff for a relatively local brand um big fan of what they're doing but i think to go back to your point on the when you had those movement art shorts on like those are nice because they're they're wider in the leg they're not long 
like a typical board short and the wider in the leg allows you to move a little bit more and is more accommodating for jujitsu. Um, th that one I've always, uh, I've always been trying to find a good pair of, of Nogi shorts that are like that. Cause I also too have the, the Princeton Academy shorts and they're, um, they're also from, uh, inverted gear. And I, I found that if I buy a size up, it gives me more leg room, but they're just like super baggy and I can't make them really that tight. And they have that Velcro. Oh, so I you, see your problem because you have thick thighs. You have really I'm big thigh hamstrings. Guy. That's your problem. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? He can't move. Like, I, like I never have a problem moving in my inverted gear shorts, but you just have like the short and stubbies for the legs. Bro, Thirty inch inseam. I'm all I'm all torso. Yeah, the, like, inch if inseam, I wear like a midget, holy crap. I'm trying. I'm trying to be. I'm like a thirty six uh, inch inseam. Yeah, you're long. You're a long guy. <laughs> I only have my height because my torso is giant. Um, but the, like, I have like a pair of supernatural survival gear, Nogi shorts, the leopard ones, of course. And they like, because of the, the, the fact that they're a board short and even the inverted gear ones, um, they basically turn to like a version of like a speedo to me. Like if I'm, especially if I'm playing on my butt, like they just ride up and it's like, you can see more of my compression short than you can see the actual short. And I'm like, uh, not the most comfortable way to approach this. Um, yeah, I think, uh, there's a couple other brands that like, I I'm a big fan of like VHTS, I think has the best Nogi shorts that I've ever worn. And, uh, I would definitely switch to all VHTS if their stuff wasn't as expensive as it is. Cause I, th this weird thing of my brain of like, I can justify spending a lot of money on a gi, but not a lot of money on Nogi stuff. That's a very weird I hear that. thought process that I have. Cause it's just like, yo, there's, I'm not spending $90 on a pair of shorts. Like I'm not spending 70 to $90 on a rash guard that's short sleeve. But I think that comes to a point of like quality, right? Like, uh, uh, the older I get, the more I'm not looking to just get like shit, like clothing from like H and M or, or old Navy or like Walmart or whatever. Like I like, if I'm going to buy something I'm going to wear, I want it to be made of quality and won't fall apart after two or three washes. And I think that might be said for my Nogi shit now, but so far the, the big hack is the rolling gear of rolling society stuff like that. That has been fire. Yeah. I might have to pick that up. And then I will say that VHTS, if there is a brand that could get me into like that whole collecting mindset, like God damn, they make some beautiful key and Nogi stuff. It By just far. looks like so, and with no collab, it's just like their own vision. And it's very that, Oh God, like, Jesus. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, I could get I can definitely I can get down on some on VHTS stuff. Like uh it's their their geese are super high quality. Their nogi stuff is extremely high quality. I've of like a rash guard and a pair of shorts from them. And like the rash guard I got as a purple belt and it's still holding up, doesn't hold any funk into it. Um and those nogi rap like the nogi shorts, the stuff they've been putting out now with like the cool different like types of camo. Um the, 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 their logo and their branding is so slick and they're not biting off of like, like Nike or something like that. Cause like there is, there is a brand out there that their, their blocking letters is exactly the same as Nike. Um, and it's just like, okay, you didn't put too much thought into that. And it's just like that yeah, their, their stuff in general, like I might, I might have to start asking for some VHTS uh gear for for the holidays this like dude i might be i might have to trade in dude <laughs> dude I, yeah, the, like... Like, I think the mark of a good of good branding is you have to look at their standard they're like their standard corona you can't look at the special yeah. edition stuff or like um sometimes there's like a different like uh you can't look at their collabs for sure you, you can't look at their uh i don't know if sometimes they have like tiered like they'll have like a like a standard and then they'll have like some other kind of like something that's a little bit more dressed up. So you have to look at like their, their bottom of the, like their cheapest, their cheapest gi, And that will tell you yeah. all you need to know about the branding. And so the stuff for VHTS is like listed as like G 2020 G 2022. And that's like their standard essential gi, you know, and it looks sick. It looks clean, but like you said, not in a way where it's biting. It's not like, it's not like biting AOJ or anything like yeah. that. Like a lot of people do now or biting show your roll. It's just its own deal. You can tell it's just high. Oh dude, they have my size too. Oh, oh man. I'm looking at this right now. 55 GSM pearl weave. 
Oh, they have Ripstop though. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Ripstop doesn't look like it have it. Where I find it usually rips is at the knee patches, but it looks like this is one solid. It's one solid cut, so there's no there's no breaking in it. Yeah, I mean, like you just look at the, the stuff they have, like the little like the little block smiley face on the side where the the connector is to the gi pant. You look at the gi itself; it has like you know their own version of like a branding logo, like the circle. The block letters aren't biting off anything. Even like the cool little like um, like that red patch on the it's like the red lettering with the patch is just like it. It looks very industrial and very very clean. That's not biting someone else's. Brand. Yeah, it looked very eighties, like kind of like this, like this eighties, like Japanese and Japan in the eighties sort of, yeah, like marking on it, like with the VHTS fine fine kimono and quality gear, but without it, like scribbling katakana all over it or whatever kanji, whatever you want. Yeah, like are you looking at any of their their nogi shorts, like the trippy, like the trippy tiger combat, the marble? The no, charcoal. I was just looking at their gi stuff. Dude. Oh my what God, do you think bro. of the inserts? Oh, that's that's a good that's a good conversation topic as well because I uh, I was actually talking to uh, Nino from Rolling Society because one of his shorts came with like the insert and it was just a training short. It wasn't like a, a no, like it was like you know just for everyday like lifting and stuff like that. Um, I don't like the the insert because I'm already wearing compression shorts and it feels like the insert pulls the rest of the short down and like do I wear underwear? No, you don't. Under the insert? No, the that's insert disgusting. is the underwear. I, I hate that. I, I don't I, I don't need built-in underwear. I'm going to die. I have my own underwear. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think I think the insert part itself, I'm, I'm not a big fan of. That's such a great call-out. And actually brings me to my other point of like leggings or, or spats underneath your, your shorts. Not a fan of those either. Like I know yeah. like AOJ or, and some other schools have a very specific rule of you have to wear spats underneath your your nogi stuff and i understand like the reasoning for it. it's like you want limited skin to mat contact as much as possible um it actually helps if like you're someone who breaks out a lot on your legs or your knees or um rest of your body winds up getting mat burn a lot like it's super beneficial to have a pair uh but i've never found a pair that fits nicely that doesn't like ride down or ride up or stays where the the short is itself i don't think i've ever seen you in a pair of spats I don't own spats. I've, I've never owned spats. I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel strongly one way or the other. But it's they. A lot of people cl- like make the claim that it's like, oh, this will help you not get staff. I don't know if that's true. I feel like you're just like trapping a bunch of sweat um, inside. <laughs> I, so I don't know if that's. It might be. I, I'm not saying it isn't, but I feel like that's just something that people say. It, it feels like branding more than anything else. I I, I think so too. Because like also like. I noticed when I wear compression shorts longer than like that two hour period, like I'll break out, not break out, but like I'll get ingrown hairs on my thigh. I'm like, I never, I never get ingrown hairs. I'm not an ingrown hair type of guy. So I do think there's compression shorts. Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So I'm like, dude, like I I don't want to cover my whole body up in this. I'll just wipe down with like eucalyptus, like a, like a defense soap wipe afterwards if, if I'm super cautious about it. But I'm, I'm a, I change out of those compression shorts as fast as possible. I don't drive home in those. That's definitely one where everyone in the locker room is about to see this bare ass because I'm not going home in compression shorts, dude. With some, with some, with a, with a puddle in your butt. No, dude, we dry off. We dry off. Oh, dude. But so you know, I, I really do think I'm getting, I think I might switch over to completely VHJS. <laughs> they have a google collab so that for me that just ends it yeah. <laughs> trying to steal all my data all my jiu-jitsu data um they do yeah, have yeah. they have a heat press monogram service too that was big back in the day i used to get my shit heat pressed from uh want versus need those boys that was good stuff so my final my final comment on on jiu-jitsu drip uh, you know, we've gone full weeb basically with basically every company has some kind of Japanese writing on it because J- Japanese mm-hmm. lettering is cool, I guess. And, and like the, with, with anime, like becoming cool, like basically overnight. But I think the biggest thing you could do to set your company apart 
is anytime you would want to use something that's like Japanese weeby type thing, do a different, like pick, pick a language that also looks just as foreign to English speakers and use that instead. So you could do it like, what I think would look tight is if you ever look up like the, you could do like Cyrillic, like Russian letters, or oh, yeah. if you can Google search like the Georgian language or the Georgian alphabet, it's like a mix of Russian and Arabic. It looks like Georgian yeah. script. I feel like that would be sick. That's the move. I mean, I used to like, I am a huge anime nerd. But I was an anime nerd when, like, I would be in high school watching, like, Dragon Ball Z or, like, uh, Outlaw Star, Tenchi Muyo. Like, and I would never tell anyone this stuff. Tsunami. Because, like, basically. I don't... You, yeah, you I was, just named everything that was on Tsunami. I was a Tsunami. I mean, that was my only... Act, like, besides watching Akira uh, way too young. I'm not uh, judging. I'm not judging. Akira I like Tsunami, too. Yeah. I like Tsunami, too. Yeah, Tsunami, Tsunami was the move. But, like, like you said, like, now it's, like, it's cool. It's extremely cool and open to, the, like, be all animated out. And those... We used to get beat up. Like, essentially, like, we were <laughs> one or two conversations away from... Removed from being beat up. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong thing. You didn't give up yeah, the Pokemon like, cards. You're, get, you're getting beat up. Yo, you watching Dragon Ball Z? Nerd? Nerd? What was that? What was that? Cartoon shit? Yeah, I think that was that was a, a big, um, very hush-hush point that, uh, that that I had as a child. But yeah, I think like everything is now like, yo, it's open. Like you saw the Naruto collab at Hyperfly and like, yeah, cool. It's awesome. Naruto, like one of the, one of my favorite enemies of all time. But like, I'm I'm glad that that collab didn't get me. Like that collab didn't get me because I was like, "Yo, it, it's basically Naruto's outfit in a gi form, and then it's the Akatsuki cloud, which is super fucking cool." But it's just like they didn't do anything special with it, you know? It's just like type, they threw the Hyperfly logo on it, and it's just the Akatsuki collab. I'm like, you can't compete in that. Uh, I would never. I don't know. I would never want to wear that. Like it, it just it just wasn't appealing to me as someone who even loves Naruto and loves like the stuff they do with that. Like when I see other collabs with it, but I just yeah, think man, everyone's I think, doing uh, it. like, I just feel like every, every, yeah. like not even in jujitsu, just in general, like street fashion, like everybody wants Japanese on their stuff yeah. because it looks so foreign. But I think like a way to, to kind of have that effect, but easily not fall into the trap of being like everyone else is using just an, just a different language, like, like Cyrillic, or like I said, the Georgian script or, Arabic or something like that. Like that would be very cool. Cause it, you have that effect. Like what, like I can see, you know, it's letters, you know, it's words, <laughs> but you don't know what it says. That's, that's sick. Have we, have we just come full circle in branding where it's like, essentially we're, we're, it's all just Chinese tattoos. Like it's like <laughs> when, when that was cool in the nineties, like everyone getting like hope and love and, and Chinese strong uh, lettering. Yeah. I think that's, that's what's happened in jujitsu. This means right, man, we'll... soup in Chinese. <laughs> this means I am the one in Chinese. No, I think, uh, you know, good discussion on, on branding. I think we hit like a lot of different things on, on the jujitsu drip, a little bit on functionality. Um, if anyone wants resources on solid introductory level geese that we think are, are acceptable, like, hit us up. I'll, I'll point you in the right direction where you only need to drop 60 bucks for a gi as opposed to way too much money. Um, I think we did it, man. I think overall, greatest takeaway is we're about to just switch over 100% to VHTS. <laughs> Dude, we're just going to shill VHTS. Hi, can you guys screen print a bunch of Russian words? It doesn't matter what it says. Yeah. I will smash, essentially. <laughs> yeah, Does it I say smash? smash? All right, cool. <laughs> get Hasbulla, get Hasbulla's face on it for me. Dude. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Awesome, awesome conversation, Colin. And uh, we'll catch everyone soon. It was a pleasure. See ya. Later, big homie.